The Spanish announce table. Tom. Tim. Uh, we are bringing a special COVID-19 edition uh, of the Spanish announce table. Um, we have, have been ahead of the curve. Let's set this straight right now for anybody. Uh, we have been performing to no fans for years now. So we are trendsetters, trailblazers. Yes, indeed. And we've actually uh, got ahead of the curve in another sense where we separated from each other to record in our respective homes. So we even got the social distancing uh, way ahead of the curve as well. So I tell you what, if anyone's been prepared for the coronavirus, COVID-19, it is the Spanish announce table. And, you know, the last time we talked to you guys, the fans, that is, uh, we were heading into the Super Bowl. Uh, and then since then, yeah, some good news and some bad news. Bad news, I think the world's ending. Good news, hey, we got a Chief Super Bowl victory in there, right? So at least we got that. Hey, here's some even better news. I don't think the world's ending, Tom. I think humanity is ending. So let's let's set the record straight on that. Yeah, the dogs will take over. Um, yeah, years ago, I learned very quickly that I want you at least six feet away from me at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, preferably Likewise. not in the same room. Likewise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you uh, know, and I, I'm glad that we were well. on the same uh, wavelength there. So that, that's that's yeah. a plus. Right. Yeah, it worked out well. Um, we were going to even last time we talked uh, to the fans here, we may have even been under the impression that we were going to attend this WrestleMania, which is why we're here. We're going to do a WrestleMania special because we have never fa- we have failed a lot of things to you fans, uh, fans yep. of the Spanish announce table. Um, we have failed a lot of times. We failed to deliver episodes shirts on time uh you know what i mean all team x fault but in some regard we failed you in many ways uh but we have never failed a wrestlemania special am i wrong that you are not wrong i mean you're wrong in a lot of aspects of your life but that uh fact that you just gave is not wrong at all so let's get right into the wrestlemania 2020 chaos so as you mentioned yeah so as you mentioned we were planning on going to this wrestlemania good thing we didn't buy tickets because you enrolled in school and so you've got your uh resources and attention going to there and then i had some other things like a wedding and things like that so uh we decided you know what maybe not this year this year is probably not the best time to go make this our first experience well Uh, well (laughs) we were again uh ahead of the curve and we recognize that social distancing is a real thing way before it was even uh, recommended because of a disease or a virus. Um, and now this year's WrestleMania will be attended by no one. What's your thoughts first off on that? A WrestleMania with no fans. I mean, it, it, I, I like the idea of WWE's always kind of taking a stance of if we can put on a show damn it we're gonna find a way to do it right like Mm -hmm. they were the first major gathering back from 9 11 and here what they've done they're like we can still provide content that's new and fresh which is very unique in a sports like setting for people minus a crowd i still think it's it's putting the workers at a lot of risk Mm -hmm. uh, because you're definitely not maintaining uh six feet of space there you know but i mean to some extent you know i mean so there's the good and the bad with that right that's how i feel like positive here negative there so it's interesting i don't think wwe's quite figured out how to do this as well as AEW has yeah um, i agree but, but they're getting better i will give them that mm-hmm. each time i think they're doing a little bit of things and figuring out a simple thing is that roh angle uh is a great thing like take the camera off the empty seats and put it on the screen <laughs> like, yeah easy very easy zoom in put it on the screen that's a major step up and then more storytelling i i wish they would go away from the and obviously wrestlemania they're not going to do this but showing me the old matches with crowds i get it but like i'd, I'd still like to see more storytelling if that makes sense and because so, i kind of feel like this wrestlemania even without the crowds i could get into it if there was more reason to care about some of these matches so, oh you know, totally agree yeah. yeah i agree with you uh i think one thing that would add uh, a cool aspect to both uh, WrestleMania coming up uh, on, on uh, Saturday and Sunday, which we'll get into. And then also um, the AEW shows is, you know, that I can't remember 
exactly what the wrestling show was called, but AJ Styles was a part of uh, a part of it. It was on uh, MTV, but they had music play in the background. You know, like when you play a video game, I know Mortal Kombat isn't what I'm describing here, but when you play like fighting games, like Ninja Turtles back in the day, they would have a song play in the background to just keep, you know, that silence not as awkward. And so I don't know if maybe not necessarily a DJ, but some type of music or, or something else besides just grunts and, and uh, you know, slaps on the thighs. I think that would help the no fan experience for the viewers at home. What do you think about that? I think they need to take the, the mics down on the cameras that are filming the ring action, the in-ring action, if you will. And, and you know how many times we've said a two-man booth is better than a three-man booth? I think I disagree in this instance now. I think you need to pull the sounds off of the ring, more commentary going on to fill those empty sounds like mm-hmm. you're talking about, mm-hmm. and more storytelling in that regard. And I think get creative with the camera angles now. You don't have to worry about blocking the crowd's view. Get some more very interesting camera angles on these matches while you have the opportunity. Why not? Right? So I think there's some things you can do there for that that, that I don't see some of these folks doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I like that idea. I definitely do. I just think, yeah, not necessarily like a club DJ where we're, you know, 19, 20 years old going to the club underage and yeah, loud like musical score, if you will. Right? Well, yeah, and not necessarily that either. Just some type of, you know, the WrestleMania theme song. Play that in the right. background while the matches are going. Something, you know, right. you, you could work out deals with the CFOs of the world and Even all of that. Small to tone would help, right? Even if it was like a non-song and it was just some sort of musical tonality. And that's what I'm saying. Just, yeah, just, yeah, right. just a, not necessarily a movie score, but some type of music to just cover right. the silence of when two wrestlers are circling each other before they lock up it's a chance that they could have to add some of that to experimentally. Right. What would, I don't want to say full on Batman zonk sound effects. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, what would a little enhanced audio effect that you get in some of those movies, right? Some of that little, even if it's barely audible and you hardly notice it would a little bit of rising music, right? Like they do in a movie score. Could that help some of the product to make it a little more interesting where you're going, I don't fucking give a shit about Andrade versus whatever Mexican you put in front of him again. Right. Like, you know, like, could that help that? I don't know. Or interesting to try. Definitely. Or, you know, put it on the performers. You know, one, one of the things that we loved, uh, or we still love about Kevin Owens is he never shuts up. Right. Even during the match, he's still talking and talking, you know, uh, this past, um, NXT, you had Austin theory versus Tyler breeze and Austin theory just wouldn't shut up. Right. He kept on telling Tyler breeze, you're the past. I'm the future. Look at the present. Here's the present, you know, putting Tyler breeze in a headlock. Like he wouldn't shut up to where you didn't even realize almost that there were no fans. So maybe put it even on the performers of, Hey, if you guys have a real beef, talk shit while you're wrestling each other. Well, that's it. Uh, And not to be like, uh, we're Indian, our local guys are better, but I want to hark to front of the show, Jeremy Wyatt. Like he's great when you're at an indie show and a great performer for that company, like a Michael Strider or a Jeremy Wyatt are in that ring. They're doing that. They're filling that low volume, uh, you know, audience space that you're hearing with that kind of stuff. They're talking trash. They're, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're using strategic sounds and, and moments to fill that void. So some of that's lost in the Uber scripted WWE. And that's why AW does it a little bit better, I think, because they have that free reign. And WWE seeing some of the limitations of their everything needs to get run by us. Because I think even in match, they would want that scripted. And that's so hard to do. I agree. So now let's get to the second part of why this year's WrestleMania is a little bit more interesting than years past. It's going to be the first time in WrestleMania history that it will go uh, across two different nights. It will start on Saturday night and end on Sunday night. Now they're getting rid of the NXT takeover where, you know, you would get wrestling on a Saturday, a Sunday, and then obviously Monday raw. Uh, but now instead of the NXT and WrestleMania, you're getting WrestleMania back to back nights. What do you uh, think about that? I think if aside from the, you know, the numbers that they use to measure like success is going to be way off this year. So they may have to throw this year out from like a, a data analytics standpoint. Right. But 
if they view that as somewhat successful, I'm not altogether uncertain that we may not see that as the format moving forward. The thing's seven to eight hours to begin with. Oh, yeah. Uh, and being at that live, like I was thinking about that, like purchasing tickets. I'm like, do I want to go? Mm hmm. Be yeah. this thing for eight hours? Like, do I really want to do that? Like, or is it just nostalgia telling me I have to? Mm-hmm. That's a long time. That yes. is a long time. That no, I've been in, in four overtime college football games that didn't go half that. You know, right. like mm-hmm. it's it's a long time. Yeah, and I think it's interesting too because then you can make two matches feel special unlike just having the one main event, right? Like, let's just say we would have done this format at WrestleMania 18. You know, you could have had Hogan Rock that first night, or you could have had Triple H Jericho that first night. And then at the end of the night, that would have felt special, right? Like, let's just say, because, you know, how Vince always thinks the title should go on last generally speaking he would have put rock hogan at the end you would have had a great night you know that's a great singular moment we're good and then we can recharge go to bed you know go wake up the next day get a breakfast get a lunch in us and then go the second night and not be flat for jericho versus triple h when triple h regains the title after that long layoff because of an injury right so now you get you can say two matches can get main event feel to where you don't have to have the pacing of a piss break, you know, gimmick battle Royal or what it used to be the women's match. And so they're not being disrespected and neither are other matches that deserve that big match feel. So I I like it in that regard. uh, But I do kind of feel like now you're almost competing, you know? So if you're going to keep the brand split SmackDown raw, and if you're going to do two nights of WrestleMania have SmackDown, one night raw the next night you know i think that would be really interesting too all together not terrible and well so and here's the idea i mean like i think if they go to that format you could essentially have because they make this a week-long event anyway so you could have right now you would have wednesday night be nxt still you could have your hall of fame on thursday then smackdown would be friday then saturday and sunday is mania then monday is raw and then everybody's out of town right you know like Mm -hmm. uh i mean i could go together well, but I mean, that's assuming everything stays on these nights and we know that's kind of fluid over the years. So, um, we'll just see it's experimental, but I don't think it's a bad idea to move it to two nights, but then the worry becomes over time. Does that become two nights of eight hour events right. each night? And yeah. now we've got to go to a, like, I mean, is that a bad thing too? Does that mean business is booming, but where's the consumer breaking point? So, right. I agree. um, but I like the idea that I don't have to sit through this for eight hours. Mm-hmm. Hopefully yeah. not, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, we have a week. Yeah, we are doing this a little bit early, but who knows who's going to have what time. The world is crazy. So we figured let's get this in the books uh, before, you know, going too nuts. So. Definitely. So, yeah, let's get into the WrestleMania card. What do you got for us? Let's kick it off with what right. maybe is assumed the first match of the night. Well, yeah. So right now I'm on WWE's, you know, we always go to their what they're calling the card as of right now. And here's their lineup. So I'm going to start from the bottom and work our way up to the bigger names. Right. All right. right. First match that they're showing here is Elias versus King Corbin. And boy, I don't know. This is another one where, again, I like both guys and I think they individually both have great um, mix of, you know, decent and ring ability. It's nothing to like, Oh, you got to watch this guy's match, but they can, they're definitely serviceable. They can work, you know, kind of with the big guys or the small guys. Um, and, and they're both good on the mic in their own ways, but I just am not feeling this, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know how to describe it. No, I agree. I, I, I think they're, they've always been the best when they're the heel against the Uber baby, baby face. Right. So yeah. When they're the snarky heel. Yeah. So the best moment of Corbin's, you know, short career so far has been his feud with Roman Reigns, even though it may have gone a little bit too long. It's still the signature. Well, it's still the signature feud of his career, which was good for what it was. No, no, not even close. That was a rushed, (laughs) just botched job. Yeah, that was a botched job. Uh, But then on the other hand, Elias, you know, the biggest moment that I think he's had arguably was when he did his uh, WrestleMania performance and got interrupted by old school John Cena. So, you know, both guys have always been the B side of the Uber baby faces big moment. So um, with that said, I don't feel like this meshes well. I don't think this is a good defined rivalry because, yeah, I feel this is a better tag team than it is opponents. 
I just, you know what I mean? Like, a, yeah, I don't want them to necessarily be I like don't, a traditional but I tag think they're team. Better a tag, as a tag team than opponents. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I would say a better tag team than opponents. Uh, I don't really feel the Elias babyface. Hey, now let's cheer for those yeah. songs, even though two months later, it's as repulsive as the rocks was. Well, and it just, it is just, I don't know. Like, if you're gonna sing, it, it, I want to boo it. You know what I mean? I don't care how good you are. If Pavarotti was out there singing, I'd boo him because I don't want to see singing when I go to a wrestling show. So, right. Yeah. Everything gonna... is singing. We've got American Idol, The Voice. Like, we got enough singing in our pop culture. I don't need it in wrestling at all. Exactly. So, at all. Um, I, I like don't know. Vampires there for a while. Like, I certainly didn't. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, right, anyway. I don't know. I just, I think this will be a match. I don't think anything will be remembered about it. I agree. But notwithstanding, I think both these guys have damn good futures ahead of them. And I think they're both getting better uh, over time. So one of these guys could be a bit, like could have a Drew McIntyre level kind of career where like suddenly 10 years down the road, will be like, Oh shit, they're kind of a big deal now. Yeah. Um, possibly, but they could also just disappear. So I don't know. It's very interesting to watch these guys um, and see kind of which way they go here. But I definitely think, um, you know, it's one of those where I'm just like, ah, for whatever reason, guys, this didn't click. Didn't make it happen. Yeah. And if we're going to give picks, I'll start with mine. I just for, uh, I think to keep a heel, a heel on SmackDown, I think Baron Corbin will win this. I don't think that we're going to get a huge baby face run. And now Elias is going to wrestle for some championship. I think this gets Corbin a win and there you go. And so then we move on. It could, it could start the show or it could be the kickoff. And what you're saying is having right. Corbin cheats to win. Uh, but he wins the match, but he cheats to win. Elias gets the one over on him by smashing the guitar. Yeah. Gets his music played. Right. Exactly. We all cheer him. Show's ready to pop off. But Definitely. Corbin wins the match. Definitely. All right. What do we got yep. next? All right. Next up, Alistair Black and Bobby Lashley. Another one where I'm, you know, I'm like, I like both guys individually. I think they both have some solid skills to use. And could definitely go different ways, but the intersection is odd for me. I think there could have been a really cool story told, especially with the uh, caveat of Lana being right. in this. I think you could have done something, but it feels like, well, hey, these two guys don't have a match, so let's just put them together. That's what it feels like. And if that's what you're going to do, I think Aleister Black gets the win. I think Bobby Lashley's been kind of hit and miss on TV. I think maybe he was, I don't know, recording a, or not recording, but maybe filming a movie, something like that, or maybe Lana was. Uh, so they haven't been on TV. Alistair Black obviously has been on TV. He just spun kicked kind of, uh, yeah. Leon Ruff <laughs> on right. the last uh, Raw episode as of this taping. Um, and so just for that reason, I think the person who's been on TV the the most recently will win. And for that reason, I go Alistair Black. Yeah, I think Alistair Black wins for that same exact reason. Um, But you could have done something really cool. I mean, if if you go back to Alistair Black saying, you know, no one here, uh, I wanted to pick a fight with all these people. I keep running through them. Now I'm going to wait for my fight. I think it would have been really cool if Bobby Lashley and Lana get into a little bit of an argument and Lana to get back at Bobby Lashley goes and knocks on Alistair Black's door. And that's why Bobby Lashley has to wrestle Alistair Black. Like as a, my girl got me in this spot kind of uh storyline. Yeah. That, that would have been a good intersection. I, I feel like with Alistair Black, we're, we're starting to see the face version of what happened to the heel initial run of Bray Wyatt, where we're like, hey, we like this. Like it's, it's a decent basis for his character. And they're putting them up against everybody, but nothing's really materializing out of it, right? It's not building them any steam. We're just kind of well, going. There's, there's eh, no story. Another one. Well, there's no story. So, right. I mean, there's so much you could peel back on this onion that is Alistair Black, right? Why is he so demented? Why is he a loner? Why is he? Why, why, why? We could ask a million right. whys, and we're not. We're just saying, hey, that's the guy that is this way. Yeah, and you go, oh, and well, we have a unique opportunity to do more of that right now, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and, I, and they're not materializing. And I, and I wish it was because, yeah, you're right. Like these two should be able to tell me an amazing story with the two difference in their characters and the unique aspect of Lana that we already know the whole Rusev story aside. Like it's just the. For a long-term wrestling fan, this could be a great story with minimal storytelling involved. You just gave it a very easy one-segment answer to the why for all of it. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I mean, like it's that it's that simple, and that can be done in a in a week or two's time. You don't even have to like it could be one of your classic like oh we threw this together to get these guys on the card, but you only needed two to three weeks to tell this story because it's going to be low on the card. Either this is like like uh, you know the the match before the first big match that they really want to hype. Or, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's just, I don't know. Like, they just, they left me wanting more, which, you know, I feel like we say a lot about WWE, which is sad. But, um, yeah, I definitely think Black pulls this one on. So we should probably move on then, huh? Before yeah. we keep going, boy. <laughs> this one, okay. Andrade and Angel Garza taking on the Street Profits for the Raw Tag Team Titles. This is likely the kickoff show match or the opening match, right? They either go Elias Corbin kickoff. And then, like, this is the opening or vice versa kind of a thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, well, I think Street Profits win this one because I think it's one of those happy, the whole crowd. Well, there is a crowd, huh? Normally, the idea is the crowd's going crazy right. with, with this. But I think we still go that aspect. I think they want that feeling coming across, right? It's a party. Yeah, I think uh, this is a Street Profits win, not necessarily based on what they do. I think... Uh, something happens between Garza and Andrade, which uh, then what's her name? Yeah. Uh, Zelina. And then that yep. takes off a different storyline the next night on raw, right? Like angel Garza maybe loses Andrade's like, I don't associate myself with losers. And then true profits are laughing. Right. But then, uh, you know, Garza could easily say like, well, Zelina associates with me. And then that puts her in a weird spot. And then we get a U uh-huh. S title match because apparently Andrade can only wrestle Mexicans just like Rey Mysterio. Only. Yeah. Only. And so it's in his contract, I think. It seems that way. And so <laughs> there you go. You get, you get that feud at, based off of this match. Yeah. I think this match is just a, Hey, street profits won. Isn't that neat? <laughs> Goodbye. His contract is if he's not wrestling against a Mexican, he must be tag team me. <laughs> it seems that way. It really does. It's so weird. There must but... be two Mexicans in any match I'm involved yeah. in. It's so, it's so weird. But uh, yeah, I think Street Profits win just to get a Garza Andrade feud for the U.S. title after this. Well, yeah, and and it's a and it's a party, right? Like Street Profits will find a way to make it feel like a party with nobody there, right? Oh yeah, they'll find a way. All right, let's move on to something that could be good here. Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. I think these guys will find a way to do a great empty arena match with some storytelling, right? These are two veterans of the of what we were talking about, the indie scene where there wasn't a whole lot of crowds and they had to get creative and keep your entertainment, mm-hmm. you know, of a, just a few, mm-hmm. uh, which is what's going on when you got the camera, right? So um, I think this could be one of the more, like, matches that we come away remembering the match itself. But I think Seth Rollins gets the win. Yeah. Well, I think Seth Rollins gets the win and uh we can get our world title picture, you know, later on in the in in our picks here, but I think uh this sets up Seth Rollins to be the ultimate heel for yeah. spoiler alert, I got Drew McIntyre beating Brock Lesnar and mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre needs a heel and why not go up against the Messiah? There you go. Let's run with that. Uh, so to get there, you have to have Rollins beat Kevin Owens here. And that's where I think you get that. And the other thing that I think is interesting is Seth Rollins pointed out that, you know, Kevin Owens on the biggest show chokes and he doesn't. And I think if Kevin Owens loses, we could see the spiraling of the babyface Kevin Owens into a heel Kevin Owens in a few weeks. And then that's what we get, like the rebirth of Kevin Owens as a as a character on Raw. Because right now, I think he's he, he does fine as a babyface. I think he's he's serviceable. I think it's a okay. But again, just like Baron Corbin and, and Elias, I think Kevin Owens' best work is as a heel. And so I think we need to get Correct. him back there. And so by him spiraling, losing confidence, yada yada yada, uh, we need a genesis for that. And I think that's where it happens here. Yeah, I. I think with this WrestleMania being uniquely like sold with the two night experience, right? Mm-hmm. The no crowd, it'll be one of the few things that's new going on. I think it could be poised to bring in a large viewing crowd. Mm-hmm. I think they're aware of that. So I think you're right. Like another spoiler alert, I think too, um, Drew McIntyre will win just because I think they're going to go like, Hey, let's catch some people who maybe haven't been watching for a while. And let's build around what we want them to see. And Seth Rollins is one of those things, right? He's already the one of the guys they build around. Oh yeah. So I have no doubts they're gonna like want to try to hook people on the like, look at this asshole, and mm-hmm. look at the you know smugness, and now he's winning, and ah, I want to see that guy get kicked in the nuts, right? Well, Two and he has a faction week. too, right? So it's easy to have a faction beat up the you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the 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 champion there. So that's why I right. think yeah. So anyhow, Seth Rollins I think beats Kevin Owens. What do we got next? NXT Women's Champion Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. I think I don't see Charlotte Flair coming away with the NXT title, right? But there could be some sort of DQ kind of weird finish in this regard. So I don't know necessarily that Charlotte loses the match, but I don't think she wins the NXT Women's Championship. Yeah, I agree. I think Rhea Ripley is is put in the spot to be showcased and not to take a pin. Uh, I think Charlotte brings out a great match in almost everyone. If you go back to the Oscar match, obviously last year, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, she yeah. was like the 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 glue that held that match together, in my opinion. And I think here, you know, you have Rhea Ripley, who has a unique look, uh, you know, obviously a big star in NXT. And how can we make her a bigger star without just having her beat up? other NXT stars that we're trying to build is, and we take on one of the raw, you know, girls. And so I think that's right. what we're doing here, but I agree. I think some type of, you know, Charlotte realizes she can't beat Rhea Ripley, takes a chair, hits her in the back. That gets the DQ. Rhea Ripley can hit her finisher. Yeah. yeah. So Charlotte doesn't lose per se, but then yeah. Rhea she Ripley gets to keeps act her belt. like it, she was too good for it anyway. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like not... she could walk away and be like, I don't even need this after she nails her with a chair. And then Ripley, you know what I mean? As she turns away, gets to run out and get the final word. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Now, to be fair, uh, to be clear, if I, if I can, I wouldn't hate that Charlotte Flair wins the NXT title and goes to NXT for a little while and is over there. I wish they free flowed some of these folks around a little bit more and moved some talent in between and truly made NXT a little more of a higher status brand. I would not hate that idea, but they're not going that way. So I do think, like we said here, Ripley loses them or wins via DQ or something like Charlotte does, you know, save space somehow. And Ripley's still the champ. Agree. All right. So, SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey versus Sasha Banks versus Lacey Evans versus Tamina versus Naomi in a WrestleMania Fatal Five Way Elimination match. Yeah, so this why? one's going to take a while, huh? This is stupid. We all know yeah. that the match is Sasha versus Bailey, so just do Sasha versus Bailey. That was so dumb of an well, announcement. They need more women in. Who cares? They're not good. It's well, just they need to make sure Tamina got in. I hate it. <laughs> it's just so silly that we're just you know. <laughs> putting 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bucket and it just doesn't need to be there. And so, yeah, yeah Sasha Banks been screaming for the last three names I mentioned. Yeah. You know, yeah. like nobody's asked for it. Yeah. So Sasha Banks beats Bailey to create some friction there. We finally get a heel baby face Bailey Sasha, but on the main roster, we can relive off of that one match that was 700 years ago. Blah, 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 blah. It just hit me. You know what Bailey and Sasha Banks are to us in our view of the of the female wrestling world? What? They are the young bucks of the female wrestling world. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. Totally like, agree. Like we don't get it. Other people seem to get it. We don't get it. We oh. just think they're like posers. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> they are the cosplayers of women's yes. wrestling. Uh I cannot get over how bad, and I get it. There was no fans, so that doesn't help. But the whole announcement of Paige saying what the match was, and Sasha with her bad acting skills, and then Bailey with her just putrid baby face or heel, Dude. whatever it was, the, that the was the idea, worst. They came out first, I think, right? Of the this first like empty arena stuff was them, and they were still acting like there's a crowd there. I was like, that's got to go. You've got to stop that immediately. Stop yelling at each other over the microphones. Stop acting like there's a crowd there and you're posing for them. Too much. Like, I can't get over that, right? Like, AEW did it right, right out of the gate. Like, the guys weren't painting to a crowd, right? Like, they acknowledged that nobody was there, right? Like, admit it. Like, come on. Don't be weird. Yeah. It's, right? Like, that, uh, that bothers me. That segment, though, where the match was announced was so bad. And oh, it was man. Just... You went, yeah, well, they're bad. They're terrible actors. They cannot recite a rehearse line in any sort of natural demeanor. Like, it's bad. It's really bad. And that's another reason I don't get it. Well, that's why I'm like, I don't get it. This, I'm like, this person is reading off a cue card in their brain and they're mm. doing it slowly. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you talking about? Now, the I wrestling don't. is good, right? The wrestling is above sure. average and very, you right. know, you know, very 
um, standard bearer uh, as far as women's wrestling. That is not to be argued. I a million percent agree with that. It's the character and the, like you said, promos and all of that. That is dog shit stupid. That is like one of some of the worst television I've seen. It's just it's 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 embarrassing to show someone who isn't a wrestling fan that these two women represent women's pro wrestling it's fucking bad anyhow well here uh let's go into the raw women's championship we got becky lynch and Shayna baszler and i'm over the becky lynch thing that fell flat and i kind of when it was happening kind of also felt like i don't know if this is gonna stick because i don't think she's really it i think the crowd was just like we're picking this one and it could have been somebody else you know what I mean? Like, I think they just went behind it. And then as she went out there, I was like, ah, oh, she's really not that good. No, see, I, I, I disagree. <sighs> Becky, I think was awesome, but it's very much like when, you know, going to the sports world and I'll just use fighting as the example, when you have that up and coming fighter and they are just knocking people out, knocking people out. And then they get to a certain spot in their career where they realize winning is more important than actually um, being impressive or making highlights, you know, and then they get conservative and then they get lazy and then they realize like, Oh, paint by the numbers. I just need to do X, Y, and Z. And I think when Becky Lynch was doing her man gimmick and all of that, she was hungry. She was pissed off. She wanted the world. And then essentially Vince McMahon said, well, here's the world. And then she went into, okay, well, cool. Like this is nice. Yeah, I agree with that. And then when, yeah, I agree with that. And then when you go that way, well, now your character kind of seems flat. hollow. Yeah, flat and hollow because you're not that person anymore. Now it would have been cool if we could have told that story because I think that would have been the great story to go into this WrestleMania a oh, year yeah. later. Because Baszler could have said, "I'm everything you ever claimed to be, and clearly actually aren't." Now. Right. And you, you had, know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> and you had a, 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 about a month ago now, which feels like two years because of coronavirus, but when Becky Lynch was sitting at commentary and had uh, Jerry Lawler's uh, crown on and her big fur coat, I mean, that was the, that's like, that's the egomaniac that she hated when she was coming up. And right. so you could have told the story of she was the young, hungry fighter, and now she's yeah. the the fat bloated queen, you know, just right. living off of her ego and past well, accomplishments. But that would make Baszler the face. And I Who know cares? that's the way they wanted to go. I but they should have. Yeah. Because that but but even as the heel, she could have said, but I'm actually what you were because you actually one of these fans, people's they like you acted like you didn't care, but you really did. And then once you got it, now look at you, you've gone soft and you've changed. I don't give a shit what they think. Mm-hmm. I really am just out to cut throats. Yeah. I really am the man. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm going to show you, and I've been doing it since before you were even fucking practicing. You know what I mean? Like she could have just unleashed on her about, you're not a fucking, you're not got edgy. Yeah. You're not shit. You know what I mean? Like I am because she is Shayna Baszler is the best heel on the female side for me in a, in a believability standpoint of like, holy shit, do not fuck with this person. Yeah. Get out of the way. I would rather she not be here right now because we're all in danger with her here. Right. Like mm-hmm. that kind of attitude. And I think she's great. And I think she should win this, win this interest. I'm not sure she is, but I'm going to pick her. Why not? Yeah. I'll go with Shanna Baszler too, because I think maybe they tell that story of Becky Lynch has fallen on her ass after she loses the title, maybe that's what we get like a rejuvenated, you know, like when John Cena lost uh, to the rocket WrestleMania 28, and they basically said this whole resurgence storyline going into WrestleMania 29. Maybe that's what we get with Becky Lynch is she loses at WrestleMania and we get this resurgence. She wins, you know, some big elimination chamber type match gets the title shot. Now we're back to reclaiming gold. Possibly the the thing I was going to say that I feel really sad about with this storyline is I a hundred percent agree with everything you said about Shayna Baszler. And then she gets to the main roster and uh, Vince McMahon gets her, his hands on her and turns her into like a vampire, apparently like Gangrel's aunt or Gangrel's yeah. like niece. It just, yeah. just makes no sense. And so uh, it's yeah. so bad, but yeah, I, I kind of am ready at this point. And it sounds sad because I, McMahon, we've said it like I, I'm ready for the point where it's like Triple H kind of guiding the creative decisions at this point. Like I feel like NXT is more in tune. At least it's not perfect, but you know what I mean. It's more in tune. It's still with, awesome, yeah. And 
and you're right. Like I, I feel like anything up there that he's got to put his rubber stamp on kind of gets botched at this point. Like I, at one point he was the one that kept the crazy from going off the deep end, but now he's kind of lost that filter because he's out of touch of the average viewer now. Right. Like, he, well, I think he just in touch with the average American. I feel like, yeah, I think he's and, just, you know, I think I he's know. just found a formula and just plugs and plays, right? Like we need a spooky guy. Well, it was undertaker. Well, he's too old. All right. We'll put an Alistair black. Well, do you want to tell a story about him? No, just get it. They'll understand. Put him in there. Well, we need a funny guy. Well, we had Adam Rose. Well, now he quit. So, uh, let's just put no way. Jose, do you want to tell any story about it? No, just put him in there oh, and just do it. Dance. Yeah. It's just a plug and play of, we need this role. We need this role. We need role. this role. Yeah, we've heard that. Yeah, we've and, heard that from all the people who do their exit interviews. Like that's a, that's a freight. Yeah. Like this is the role we need you to play. Like it, it's it's too formulaic for a thing that is built on a major aspect is improv. You know, I think I said this to you offline. Like a major portion of of wrestling, professional wrestling, the art form. It's a circus act. It was what it was born out of. Um, it's improv. It's playing off the crowd. It's feeling the the moment and the and the in the feel of the room and you can't do that without much formulaic and scripting. It just can't be done. I agree. All right. What yeah. do we got next? All right. Um, last man standing match, Randy Orton and edge. All right. This one's going to be interesting, right? There's no two ways about it. Like it's going to be scary the whole time because of what we know about edge and is right. Mm-hmm. Like the whole time, everything he takes, that's going to be one of the major anxious parts of watching this if I can, right? Like, that's going to be one of the more nail-biting aspects is I'm going to be like, shit, I hope this guy doesn't die live on TV to know people in this thing. Well, so I think if he was going to come back, even though no one could have predicted no fan wrestling, right. WrestleMania, you know, 2020, but this helps so much because now you can, I mean, you could pre-tape everything today and he doesn't have to take anything too crazy you could just do a different camera stunt angle you yeah stunt work a lot you could yeah. stunt work so much and so i think you know for him to have honestly a bunch of nerves probably going into this match you can get around a lot of those concerns to where if he's like shit i don't know if i want to do it because i don't have the adrenaline of you know sixty thousand people yelling well okay well let's just cut it here let's put the camera guy there so you can fall you know to your hip instead of your to your back and you're good you know things like that so uh i do think though uh this could be one of those matches where it's not all in the ring and then that's where we could have some fun not like bray wyatt randy orton in that house when they did that whatever match uh but you can do things like that in a parking lot in the backstage and that's where i think we could have some fun with this match. I, I think this is going to be one of the signature matches of WrestleMania, even though there is no fans, because you can get around a lot of things with a no holds barred match. And with that being said, I don't think Edge came back to lose his WrestleMania match. And of Randy Orton not. and Randy Orton doesn't necessarily have this like track record of winning or losing at WrestleMania. He's kind of just, you know, wherever the wind blows. And I think this is just a, a loss for him. Randy Orton could lose any single match on this card. and It would not affect his stance in the company or his right, stance agree. in the eyes of the consumer. Um, Edge, it could be a more interesting story for both guys moving forward if Randy Orton were to win. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, again, definitely. the storytelling aspect. If I'm booking this, Randy Orton wins this match mm-hmm. for that reason. And it's going to be brutal and almost make us sick. Like, and make us go like, oh, shit. Like, Edge is going to be strong, right, to the end and make it seem like Edge could have won the match several times over. But, like, in the end, Randy Orton does something so malicious that we're like, oh, shit, Edge shouldn't have been this. Mm-hmm. Right? And, right? And Randy Orton still goes on with the thing that he's been doing lately, right? But I, that doesn't happen to Edge. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. John Cena versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt. Um, we've harped on a lot about you know, we got to have the storylines. we got to have the storylines. And especially with this Bray Wyatt character and the Fiend, the storylines help. But it's going to be hard to do every single match that he does and every program he does to have to make some kind of storyline with his character for it. So a John Cena WrestleMania is one that you can glance over, I guess, if you have to glance over some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess I don't hate it too much, as much as I thought I was going to hate it. But I definitely am not looking forward to this match or anything. And I think... I think Cena wins again. I, I really do. I, nah. I think he does. I think they give the Mania Cena wave to the no crowd, and Wyatt loses to Cena again. Like I think it's just a thing. 
No, I think this is a make good for the Bray Wyatt John Cena match at WrestleMania a few years ago. I think this is a, okay, we obviously messed up. Bray Wyatt should have won that. Let's do a take two. We're going to do it this year. Bray Wyatt gets the win over John Cena, and then he can take over as like, I am the boogeyman. I'm getting rid of everyone. John Cena could do, you know, with the red X behind the eyes, you know, the Firefly Funhouse, all of that stuff. I think this is where you can make Bray Wyatt, that huge boogeyman that like, you know, doesn't need the title, but oh, Jesus, no one wants to wrestle him. Almost like a recharge of the character. Yeah. Well, and John Cena is one also that we know that he probably is advocating to put Bray Wyatt over. And he's Um, not full time anymore. You know what I mean? Like he's going to go away. That's a secret. Like like WWE has known that now they've moved on even. Like they don't even really mention him as like a thing until he comes around now. Like they've gone away from the seen as our guy mm-hmm. uh, for a while now. Um, so yeah, it, you're probably right. They probably do find a way to get wide over it. But it, again, with the advent of no crowd and being able to do some of the special things that we can't do with camera angles and, and pre-taping, they could get really dark and they could get really crazy and make us wonder what the fuck happened to Cena? Right? Like, well, shit. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, he could. It very well. Could. They could not even have the match in the ring. It could start in the Firefly Funhouse and end there. Like, they never right. never even have to get to the so, Tampa, yeah. Orlando, wherever they're at. So, you mentioned the Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt thing in the house. When I was younger and they were doing the In Your House, and I was, like, I thought then, I was like, man, if they found a way to do a match, like, in a house, right? Like, that could be interesting. Like, they could find some unique things to do in there. And then uh, I stopped thinking that the moment I saw that match. Yeah, it was just too hokey. It was too many, like, uh, zoom in on a face, things like that. Like, the way I think that match works best is if you're going to do a in-a-house type of match of any kind. is just Let's do a match where you came over here to, to wrestle me right now because you were mad and we're fighting in this house right now. Right. Do it as a fly on the wall, not as a movie. That's where I think you mess up. You lose me as soon as, you know, the one wrestler A goes out of screen and they zoom in on wrestler B's face. I, I'm not into that. Just right. put put it as like a you you're know, in the, you're the corner lamp. Yeah. Like, a, you know, like the ring ring cameras or, you know what I mean? Yep. Like a security camera. And you're just seeing it like that's how you got to do those, you know, outside of a right. ring type of matches. Right. You got a camera in each room, right? Like a nanny cam. Right. You're just watching it. Like, and and it looks, room room. Yeah. And it looks very similar to the GTV, not black and yes. white, but right. you know, like that. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, all right. So let's move on. We got three left here on, on quick hits. Undertaker and AJ Styles. This one's taking, you know, an interesting turn. I got to give Styles credit. Like, I think he's done more to carry this um, than the Undertaker, which is not uncommon these days. But, um, AJ Styles is doing a good job of it, and the way he's attacking him, you know, from a verbal standpoint, is fun enough. You know, I, I, this is interesting, but I, so I, I don't think AJ Styles wins, though. I think this is another Undertaker wins. Yeah, I think it's an Undertaker win. Something about a boneyard match, which no one understands what it is. It sounds like yeah. another no holds barred, but we can't say that twice because Edge and Randy Orton have the other one. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this is another one that you're going to see starts, I don't know, on a ranch some stupid thing like that. I think we're turning undertaker in the second phase into the American badass. I think that's calculated. I think that's the reason why, uh, he did the cave break kayfabe, um, interview on, uh, Austin's podcast. If there'd been a crowd, I bet he would have been riding a a motorcycle to the ring this time. And you know what? Um, I think he's going to ride a motorcycle to whatever location this matches. I really, I'm not betting that this happens, uh, in, he could transition. It could be a boneyard, but he could show up as not to be the swerve and make AJ be like, what? Like, he's not the dead man, right? Like, all of a sudden, he's just showing up like a biker ready to fight. Right, because he keeps on mentioning, AJ, that is, keeps on mentioning his wife, keeps on saying all these weird things about how Undertaker is a tiger lover. You know, like, Undertaker's yeah, and not. we don't need the mile-long entrance this time, so. Yeah, so, yeah, I think I think a motorcycle gets off, beats up the club, so they're, you know, dispatched of, walks into. Dead, uh, next to a grave and rides off on the motorcycles. We see him peeling out, spitting dust on Exactly. Them. Yep. Yep. The three of them are piled onto each other next to, like it, like you said, a grave that uh-huh. says the OC, put them back on the motorcycle, vroom, there he goes. Yep, that's how I think it happens. Yeah, he still buries them literally and figuratively mm-hmm. um but, but he does it by kicking the dirt off from the motorcycle on the way out there you go bah, 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 bah. undertaker way 
All right. Um, God damn, we're good. We're good. Mm-hmm. We're good. We got to do that uh, idea I talked about with the toys in the YouTube video. Yeah, that'd be great. Universal Champion. We got a lot of time. Universal Champion Goldberg versus Roman Reigns, but not Roman Reigns. And I don't think we've heard yet who it's going to be. What do we think? Because Roman Reigns backed out, right? He's got leukemia twice now, right? So he's immunocompromised. Not a good idea for him to be there. Yeah, so who would fill in for him? Who do you think? It's going to be Triple H. Oh, that's a great idea. It's going to be Triple H, right? I mean, that would make the most sense. That would be a great idea. Like, who else is going to... You know what I mean? I can't even think of who else. You said that, and now I'm stumped. Yeah. (laughs) Who? Okay, so who would I pick, though? So I can't pick Triple H, because that's what is is you know accepted but who would right. be a second who would be my second choice for yeah. gold triple h got coronavirus can't do it who's you're right who's i would say triple h got coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first i would say sean michaels mm. god that's not terrible because again who cares it's his well, last, you and know. He, he gets a redo for his shit match that he came out of retirement for. Right. And so just do one more. But I don't know. I don't know that he could carry. Somebody needs to carry this match. All right. Well, then here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Since NXT got canceled, I'm bringing up Finn Balor. Finn mm. Balor versus Goldberg. Yeah. Something like that. I didn't think about the NXT folks, right? Or yeah. what if, like a, what if just Keith Lee shows up or something? You right. know what I mean? Like yeah. something out of left field. I can't think of a big name, though. That's you what know, I'm saying. Like a, I, I think Finn is the biggest name they've got, so that's why I went with Finn Balor. Yeah, but even the other brands, nothing's coming to mind. Has Kofi got anything to do? None of the New Day does that I'm Kofi? aware of. Kofi? Yeah, you Kofi Mania. Kofi? Kofi Mania Kofi gets too. another shot at this, uh, you know what I mean, another run. He can yeah. come back down with a universal title then. Huh? Yeah. Kofi cool. over Goldberg. Or give it to Big E. And just now that you could do an open challenge, he shows up. He's like, I'm just going to do an open challenge. And then like Kofi answers. Right. And then yeah. New Day's all like, oh, yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. Great idea. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think Goldberg's going over whomever at this point. At this point, I think it was going to be Roman Reigns. But yeah, now I think Goldberg keeps it. And then once we get a crowd, then he loses it to Roman Reigns. Yeah, because again, it's like that's going to keep people tuning in. Like, shit, is Goldberg back wrestling again? I'm mm-hmm. tuning in SmackDown on Friday yeah. night. Yeah. College football and wrestling. All right. WWE Championship Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. I think Drew still wins. Yeah, I think Drew wins. And I don't think it's because of the no crowd, crowd, whatever, all that. I think what they want to do in the next season or whatever you want to call it post WrestleMania, I think they want to have babyface drew mcintyre overcome the odds of the monday night messiah and his you know hooligans of aop and buddy murphy to to then keep the title you know what i mean like that's the perfect heels for the let's get a babyface over as the champ that they're they're perfect for that and i think brock lesnar he'll come back at SummerSlam or you know fill in the name pay-per-view and he'll wrestle probably in a multi-man match to win really quick the title back again. But for this time period, I think we're trying to get Drew to a main event level. Drew gets a win over Brock to establish himself, and then to solidify it, gets a win over Seth Rollins and overcomes the Messiah uh, of Monday nights. And that's what I think happens. Yeah. So WrestleMania, definitely unlike any other that we have seen yeah this is gonna be a weird one but you know the world is weird right now right we have this unfortunate virus going around we're taking all necessary precautions as far as big group gatherings so you know it's not wwe's fault it's no one's fault um credit to them for being you know creative enough to give us a wrestlemania this year and not just canceling it uh good thing we didn't buy tickets um Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, I mean, LA is going to be cooler anyway. Definitely, LA. Hopefully, by then we're we're past this and we got a vaccine to where you know we can have the public gatherings uh, this time next year. That that's the hope. Um, but I'll be honest, even if there was a crowd and all of that, we've talked about this, you know, texting and all of that kind of stuff. This WrestleMania kind of sucks, especially when you compare yeah. it to AEW. 
Like, and that, that, that's not like, oh, I'm just saying it because I want to be cool. Like, AEW is putting on such a better show right now. I was way more looking forward to Blood and Guts than I was WrestleMania. Like, oh, yeah. just across the board, oh, yeah. all the matches, everything when about it. I think it. of pro wrestling right now, I think of Orange Cassidy is the first thing that comes to mind. Right? Yeah, I, like I, it's 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 Jericho. It's the inner circle. That's what hits my mind first when I think of the term pro wrestling. Yeah, right now, unfortunately, the 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 two best wrestling shows in the world are on Wednesday nights, so they compete with each other, which makes it better for us. But everything else is, you know, if you were to rank the top five pro wrestling shows, you would put. AEW, NXT, AEW, NXT, AEW, and then skip a few spots and then put in some old, you know, ECW, and then you get to Monday Night Raw and SmackDown and the rest of, you know, Ring of Honor and all that stuff. Like AEW and NXT are so much better than current main roster, and I'm using air quotes for uh, those with the enhanced radios. Um, it's just, yeah, the, the this WrestleMania was a to me anyhow, so whatevs. Whatevs. WrestleMania, whatevs. You know who I also feel bad for before we get off? Uh, One thing um, that I was going to mention, don't you feel bad that, you know, Juice and Thunder Liger, uh, the British Bulldogs family, you know, even though the NWO's you know gone in individually yeah, a million times, the Hall of Fame, huh? Yeah, the Hall yeah. of Fame. No, none of those people get to have their shining moment, and that's kind of unfortunate. Yeah, you would hope they find a way to do that again when we can have gatherings. You know, or at least like let's get a DVD package or, or something like almost documentary style. Uh, maybe not like Tiger King. I don't know if you've caught any of that yet, um, but uh, I, I've heard about Tiger King. Oh man! Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. Anyway. Yeah, I keep hearing it's good. I watched a, a preview of it, and it made me feel uncomfortable because I think they obviously all have mental issues, and I feel I kind of feel like we're we're laughing at the handicapped kids, and that makes me feel awkward. But, well, but I've heard it's, it's good. Less laughing because I think it's it's like I've only caught the first one, but it starts just getting crazy and twists and turns. And the and if, if you ever saw the like. The documentary about the uh, the people who did the neck bombing mm-hmm, thing, mm-hmm, right? That mm-hmm. whole documentary where you just start going like, "Holy fuck, this is like you couldn't have wrote a movie this this insane." Right? <laughs> like, yeah, I think that's where it's going. Uh, but anyway, like it, I don't even know how we got into that, but like yeah, uh, that kind of a thing, right? The, the they could put together where they at least sit down and the person who was going to do the like induction speech could say what they were going to say, right? As we're going in and out of great moments shots and yeah. clips you know what i mean like just like you would do for the dvd at least give us that right? i hope like, so something your team could do that from home i know that right like come on for sure and then uh lastly i'll, I'll say before we jump off of this uh, podcast episode uh if you haven't checked it out uh season two of dark side of the ring has premiered it started with uh episode one episode two of benoit next week as of this recording will be the new jack episode where he stabs that kid a hundred million times uh season one was incredible season two seems to be off the charts with uh the stories that they're gonna present to you so i definitely check that out as well but anyhow uh yeah wrestlemania going back to what we're covering here meh. but you know whatevs the spanish announce table